You're listening to WO Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Bailefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you can join us. Welcome. We're here with Dr. Ray Corbin Simon. Dr. Simon practices in Piscataway, New Jersey. She's a consultant with the Power Practice, and she's chair of the NeuroLens Advisory Board. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We're going to talk about binocular vision and how that came to be such an important part of your practice. Yeah, what prompted you to to kind of move this into the foreground a little bit more in what you do? Stumble upon it, really. And it was uh, more so I was at a lecture with a colleague and we were talking about some um, headache issues that I was having. And he said to me, I think you're having uh, a misalignment of your eyes. I think you might have some binocular vision problems. And I, I knew I had convergence insufficiency, you know, in the past and was, you know, when I was in school, treated, you know, and did vision therapy for it. And, and it got better. But, you know, over the years, I haven't really done anything to keep up with that. And I thought it was really interesting that he mentioned that. I'm like, okay, um, how can I look into it a little bit further? And so I went to his office, he examined me, definitely, I definitely had um, convergence insufficiency, I had a vertical foria, um, and he corrected it, you know, with some prism, put some prism in my glasses, and it felt better. Um, My headaches had lessened, and I was like, I was shocked, (laughs) actually, Mm -hmm. by the relief I was experiencing. And I'm like, okay, I wonder if this is the case for other patients that I'm seeing who's been complaining about issues that they're having, you know, especially when they're using computer screens and and digital devices. So I happened to be at Vision Expo and um, a colleague of mine mentioned, you have to go and take a look at this product. And Mm -hmm. so went over to the booth, it happened to be um, the Neuralens um, booth that was there. And, you know, they tested me, found I did have this, this, you know, misalignment of my eyes and they had these magic prisms that they put in front of my eyes and everything (laughs) so clear. Um, it, my eyes felt so comfortable and I'm like, uh, but you know, every new thing on the market, uh, you know, it's, it's probably a fluke. And so months later we had a power practice meeting and they gave us a presentation and I'm like, okay, I'm going for it again. I'm going to test myself and let's see what happens. And they did that same thing happened. And at that meeting, I had this minor little headache. And when they put the lenses in front of my eyes, the headache just, just calmed down relief instantly. And I'm like, okay, something's going on here. I, I really have to take a look at this a little further. And that's when I really started to listen to my patients. You know, when they came back and said to me, Doc, I can see things are good, but I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling. I'm having headaches. I'm feeling fatigue. I'm getting discomfort. And I felt, you know what? I think I have the fix. I think I know what the problem is and how to resolve it. I brought it into my practice, um, the NeuroLens device in 2019. It's been the most remarkable thing I have done for patients over the course of years. I mean, to get relief and make people feel more comfortable and being able to work more efficiently 
has been amazing. And my focus is that now in my practice, really having in-depth conversations with patients on their struggle. You know, mm -hmm. what is your struggle? Tell me how it's impacting your life. And I'm going to tell you how I'm going to make it better for you. And I'm going to show you how your eyes are actually working on a daily basis. So do, do patients believe it? I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem logical, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, I try to tell people, well, think about it. If you're on a beach, you know, and you're just relaxing and just chilling for the day, there's nothing for you to think about, but to look into that horizon and just enjoy that moment. You know, that's when you're at your most peaceful moment. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, your eyes are not going to bother you, right? There's nothing for you to think about. And so, but now you're back in the office Monday morning and here you are in front of a computer screen, here you are in front of your phones again, and those symptoms start, right? Now my neck is hurting, you know, I'm feeling fatigued by the time I get to the end of the day, my eyes are feeling dry and I'm constantly putting drops in my eyes. So that's where I try to get people to understand that's what you're telling me, right? I'm in a car and when someone else is driving, I'm feeling motion sickness. So telling me that you're having these issues when you're using these devices and when you're really using your eyes to do these tasks, right. it really shows, okay, if we now put you into this device and we can actually physically see where are your eyes really aligning, that's giving me the information I need to say, hey, here's how we can fix that. How, here's how we can move images to make things feel more comfortable for you. Once people can actually see it, then they start to realize, hey, something is happening here. And I've gone to all of these other doctors because patients would also tell you, okay, I've, I've gone to the neurologist. I've done my, you know, I've, I've gotten my MRI. My MRI, they found they didn't find a brain tumor, you know, and patients are expecting them to say there's a brain tumor there. I've gone to my chiropractor you know, and other specialists I've gone to, and no one can find anything wrong with me. Everyone feels I'm fine. Right. So how common is this that, that people suffer from, from some, some of these symptoms or yeah. multiple of these symptoms? Um, more, more common than most people think it is. Um, mm -hmm. You know, uh, you find that a lot of uh, patients now, especially since COVID or spending more time on devices, you know, people are working from homes more, more now. And more and more people are finding that these symptoms are popping up more. Now I'm at home. I'm finding them on my computer screen more now. I don't take as many breaks as I used to when I was in the office before. Mm -hmm. And now by the time I get to the end of the day, I'm feeling very uncomfortable. My eyes are feeling so tired. So especially too with kids and the struggle kids had during that period of time when they had to be in, in front of in a computer screen because they weren't in the classroom. A lot of kids struggle during that time because now they're on digital devices and they really struggle to try to keep up with their schoolwork because they were so fatigued by using the computer screens. So I think more and more, this is more common than people think and the symptoms that they're, they're experiencing and having to go to multiple, multiple practitioners to try to figure out what the answer is, I think that's the defining moment for us to say, hey, we have something that can help you, okay, mm -hmm. alleviate that. And part of it is this binocular vision issue that you're having with your muscles being misaligned 
and your trigeminal nerve throughout the day is just firing and saying, I can't keep you in that position because that position feels uncomfortable. Right. What can you do for these patients? So in our office, what we do is we give them a lifestyle index, okay, that actually quantifies, there, there's about five questions on there that quantifies for them some symptoms. And those symptoms, okay, they can quantify them on a scale of one to five in terms of severity. And that helps us in terms of when we do the actual test to see the alignment of their eyes, mm -hmm. to go over with them, where well, here's all the symptoms that you were having. Let's see where your eyes are actually aligning. So if we look at a computer screen here, here's a computer screen. And you can see here's where you should be focused on on the screen, but your eyes are aligning behind that screen. Or your eyes could be aligning in front of the screen. Or your eyes could be aligning right on the screen. So that is done at a near task. That's also done at a distance task as well, especially with patients who complain of that light sensitivity at night, the lights, the new lights in the cars are really bothering me, doc. I'm really struggling at nighttime to see clearly when I'm driving. So we do the test. And then what I do is in the exam room, I go over those findings with the patient. So we talk about that fatigue. We talk about what, what they're experiencing during the course of the day and then help them understand from that test, here's what's happening. Your eyes are saying, it can't stay in this position for long periods of time. And because you can't stay in this position for long periods of time, you're getting fatigued by it. And on top of it now, you're taking medication to help alleviate that pain, right? And then you're chronically taking medication to help alleviate more pain that you're experiencing. Does, does everyone get the test? So pretty much everyone in, in our office uh, gets a test, unless there is a high prescription or someone already has a exotropia. Um, we don't do, we don't test those patients. Um, but yes, pretty much everyone, even young kids. I, I fit a number of young kids now who we're finding has binocular vision issues. And, you know, for some of these kids who are having binocular vision issues, that could be a testament to why they're having difficulty in the classroom and trying to keep up in the classroom and sometimes maybe behavioral issues as well because of these um, these issues of just focusing during the course of the day and trying to maintain their schoolwork. So yes, our younger kids get tested, you know, older patients get tested as well too. So we can just understand a little bit better how patients are functioning throughout the day. It's just another, it's a really a good tool to, go over with, with patients. If you're struggling a little bit, here's the reason why. Okay. And then we can also use something to help you to alleviate that. So how do you decide what patient is helped with prism in their lenses? What patients need the contoured prism? What, what kind of, uh, what choices do you make based on the, the information you gather? Sure. So it's more so if someone tells me, you know, th they're having verti vertical uh, dipopia, so they're having vertical double vision, um, they're having horizontal double vision, you know, Doc, I'm driving down the road, I'm seeing, you know, two of the same car, that's more so a person who needs a linear prism, okay, correct the prism misalignment, okay, because they are physically seeing double, Mm -hmm. um, as a person who's having more issues with fatigue, okay, dryness issues, I'm, you know, I'm feeling tired by the time I get to the end of the day, my neck is bothering me. Um, I feel like I can't focus throughout the day. That's a different issue because those are, those are people who are looking 
at some sort of device during the course of the day. And because they're looking at a device during the course of the day, that's what's creating the problem that they're experiencing. Not that they have a, a misalignment that's so large um, that they're feeling that they're seeing double um, when they're actually viewing things. So a little bit difference, difference there in terms of how you would elect to actually prescribe um, the, your neural lens the contour prism versus how you would do um, elect to prescribe a linear prism. What's been the feedback from the patients that you've you've fit this way? Absolute joy. I mean, I had a patient <laughs> yesterday who I've seen for years. Um, you know, she she um, started in the lens last year. She's like, and she actually works um, at a museum, and she spends a lot of time on a computer screen. And she said, you know, this is like the one thing I've actually done in my life where I can say I feel relief. Mm -hmm. I don't experience the, the, the problems I was having before um, where I feel my eyes are so tired by the time I, I finish up my day. And she just was so excited to come back to see whether or not there's any change in her prescription because she wanted to update her frame, but she had to make sure she went back into her contour prisms because this brought, brought her relief. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much where you, the sentiment that you hear across the board. I mean, I was surprised when I was able to go into a pair of progressives for the first time, you know, in my life where I prescribed progressives for myself before and I could never wear them. And I put them on for the first time. It was like, wow, everything is nice and crisp and clear. And I don't have any distortions in my vision and nothing feels like I'm swimming. I feel comfortable. And mm -hmm. that's what you hear from, from the patients. I'm driving at night now. I don't see you know, the reflections from the headlights and the cars are not bothering me anymore. Kids who are saying that they were getting motion sickness when they were driving in the cars and now they're not getting that anymore. They're feeling better and comfortable. And also kids too, where they're able to get their classwork done better. I had a young girl who done, who had done vision therapy when she was younger because she has conversions insufficiency. And then um, she hasn't done it for about two years and she started to get into working with math problems and things like that, where she's 13 now, and she was having problems with graph paper and could not stay viewing the graph paper. So we fitted her into a pair of contour prisms and she loves it. She can get her work done. She's working more efficiently. Her mother said she's not taking her from doctor to doctor anymore um, because now she feels like all these symptoms that she was having before have been alleviated. And this is someone who's always told me, Doc, I can see, I can see, but I just feel as though I, I just can't see as well. Now things are crisper. Are these issues progressive? I mean, do they get better? Do they get worse? It's not something where, you know, you can do a surgical procedure and, and you can correct it because these are micro movements. For some of them, they start to realize, listen, I, this is my work and I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing this for a long period of time. And let me go ahead and try to get these glasses and see if it helps. And mm -hmm. once they're in them, they see the difference. They feel the difference. Now they're not thinking about their eyes anymore. They don't have these headaches um, and this chronic neck pain that they were experiencing before. And they feel better. And for example, when you, you tried neural lenses, have, do eyes learn to calm down? You know, in some ways they do, because I actually found that with my neural lens, my value was pretty high in the beginning. Mm -hmm. 
And so I think the relaxation of the muscles not working so hard, I find that, yes, the values can actually decrease um, a little, and mine did, okay? And I've seen that with many patients where their values have started off a little bit higher. And just from that relaxation of over the course of the year of the muscles not feeling so fatigued, the numbers actually come down. I know in our field, we're always worried about patients actually eating up prism. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you put a, a pair of prisms on a patient, they're just going to eat it up and they're going to want more. And I found the opposite actually happens. I found the numbers actually decrease because now we're relaxing that muscle tension and we're getting good information that's going to that trigeminal nerve. Now, you've taken a, a deep dive into binocular vision issues, but does a practitioner need to be that well versed? This is not going to go away from us. A lot of our patients are going to come in and they're going to start to have conversations. It's the same thing that happened when we were, you know, shut down for COVID. Prior to that, we were talking to our patients about blue light and the importance of blue light, okay, and using that, you know, to help with retinal issues. And patients weren't really listening to us. But during that course of that time, when we were shut down, when my patients came back in, Doc, I got those blue light lenses because I'm spending a lot more time on the computer screen. And I brought them for my kids because my kids are more on a computer screen. Patients are going to go and look for answers because if they feel they can't find the answers in your office, they're going to ask friends. They're going to Google. They're going to get on social media and they're going to find the answers because they want to get relief. So (laughs) should practitioners start having these conversations? Yes, because as optometrists, this is what we do, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not just about, you know, giving someone 20-20 vision, but how about giving them 20-20 vision and also making them feel comfortable, you know, with their vision and enjoying it. Um, and that's the direction should, that we should be going in because this isn't going to go away. Our mm-hmm. kids are younger now in, in terms of actually being on devices, right? And they're going to continue being on digital devices because I every little kid that I see in a stroller that has some phone or iPad in front of them and knows how to scroll through it. That parent doesn't know whether or not that kid has a binocular vision issue, but later on down the road, okay, that may become a problem, right? So we're going to have to continue to keep addressing this, this problem that we're going to have. It's, it sounds like you're saying that this is a, a, an, an easy way to, to do this for, for, with patients, the, the, that the, uh, um, you, you're not the one who's really doing the calculations for for prism ads or anything like that. Very true, very true. So consider that, right? So um, before, you know, we had to pull out our Maddox rod and get get the patient behind the phoropter and do Fourier of testing and all the binocular tests and and come up with this number, right? And hope that the patient was paying attention and we got the numbers right. And now, what what do we do with the numbers? Now, just putting the patient on the machine, okay, taking two minutes to do the test, and the test gives us all the information that we need. I think that's 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 critical, right? That's that's really critical because we're always trying to find um, efficient ways for us to do our testing. So I think this is great in terms of okay, patient a pretester does this test, you get the information in your exam room, you have that conversation with the patient, and you can show them the results. And they can make the final decision as to whether or not they're going to make this purchase. I think that's amazing. And that's a game changer for me because you want to make sure your, your patients are getting the best care, you know, when they come to see you. 
And I have to think that it contributes to patient loyalty. If you've, if you're the the provider who could do what the neurologist and the chiropractor couldn't, then um, they're going to remember you. Oh, definitely, definitely. I recently had a patient that uh, move out of state, um, moved to North Carolina, saw one of my colleagues, you know, and said to my colleague, um, "I was put into this Neuralands. I love it. I I need to stay on it. I stay in it." And I need to know whether or not you can prescribe that for me. So mm -hmm. please call, my, please call um, my former doctor, you know, and let her know if my prescription has changed because I need to get this lens, um, you know, because I'm not going to change back into the previous lens that I was in before. So yeah, our patients come back, and if they're out of state, they call us and let us know. Okay, how can I get my lens ordered again? The, are the severity of symptoms related to the the severity of misalignment? Not at all. And I would have thought that in the beginning, right? For me, who had a pretty high phoria, that my symptoms were more severe than someone who had a smaller phoria. And I'm actually finding that's not the case. Um, I'm finding that the smaller misalignments of the eye and larger misalignments of the eyes can have the same symptoms um, that they're reporting. So it doesn't matter the severity of the headache. It doesn't matter the fatigue that you're feeling. Um, we all feel what we're feeling. There are studies that show that, that it doesn't matter if the misalignment is a small misalignment or a large misalignment, that misalignment can create symptoms. And those symptoms can be the same amount, no matter what. Even if someone has a 0.2 basin prism that they need, that 0.2 means a lot to them. That means that they can go through their workday more efficiently than without it. So, so in, in many ways, maybe PRISM is, is kind of the, the missing component to the standard eyewear uh, prescription. Uh, truly is. Tr truly is the missing component. We're talking about comfort. I mean, if we think back to the period of time from the 1800s until now, and all the different ways we could have described binocular vision issues, right? Astenopia and convergence insufficiency and computer vision syndrome, you know, trigeminal dysphoria, all of those things is a culmination of the same thing, okay? Mm -hmm. Our eyes doing uh, tasks, near tasks, have a difficult time maintaining that near task for long periods of time because our, not everyone's eyes can line up in the same position and feel comfortable. And we need to incorporate one other com component into our prescriptions to get to the comfort part of the prescription. Not that we just get to 2020 acuity, we get to the actual comfort part of that prescription. Dr. Corbin Simon, this has been so in informative, and I can only imagine that your patients must feel like they learn something new and different when they hear you talk about this in, in this way. And thank you so much for being a part of this. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again on WL Voices. If you'd like to be a guest on the series, please send us an email at wovoicesonline at gmail.com, through our website at womeninoptometry.com, through Facebook at WO Magazine, or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.